Jackson has a strong Coney Island base, there's no doubt. This is where the Coney Island is made. It is very strong. I like Jackson hot dogs. When I'm open, people ask me, do you eat hot dogs? And I eat them every day, every day. I have a saying, you know, a hot dog a day keeps the doctor away. Never mind the apple. Well, I grew up with them, number one. Uh, my dad said I started eating them when I was two. And it's a passion, I guess. It, it just grows on you. I just, when you make it and you, people come in and they enjoy the, 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 the delicate taste of it, it makes you feel good that you've accomplished something. If, if you cut me open, you'd probably get mustard out of my veins. You know, Coney's in my blood. You know, it always has been, I, you know, since I was a little kid, you know. But it's always been in our family, too. You know, it'd be like the Walendas walking a tightrope, you know? It's like, it's just, it's just a thing you've always done, you know? Our family has always sold hot dogs, you know? First of all, we would put our buns in the bun steamer, get our buns warm. We'll make sure that our meat sauce or the coney sauce is hot off the grill. The hot dogs are always on the grill so that we can grill them. We'll put the hot dog in the bun. We'll put the sauce, which is hot, on top of the hot dog. Then we would go ahead, put our shot of mustard, and then we would add our chopped onions for the perfect hot dog. Well, without a doubt, we were first. I think that's documented. I think the first one in Detroit was 1916. I think, I think it goes back to 1916, which would be after Richard's grandfather started the original one in 1914. First of all, he emigrated here with, I think there was a total of eight of them, eight young men. And the reason they came to Jackson is because of the topography was very similar and the latitude was very similar than it was back home in the old country of Macedonia. Most of the conies in town were started by Macedonians. That was their entry into the, into the business world. Most of them came from a small village in northern Greece called Armensko. It's now called Alona, Greece, but it's near Mount Olympus. Most of them came early at the turn of the century. They were wanted men by the Ottoman Empire. That was towards the end of the Ottoman Empire. And by 1913, I think that was all through. But they came over earlier, like in 1908. They made, he made many trips, as all the other fellows did. When they came here, the first thing they said is, we have to learn how to speak English. They said, we have opportunities here, but if we don't understand the language, we're not gonna have opportunities. So they went ahead and started uh, to learn English, learn how to read and write. They, they could read. They were educated over there, but their education probably took them up all the way to what we consider the eighth grade here. Work ethic, that's, that was important. And that's, what he, that's why they came to this country, because they wanted an opportunity. And this is the only place they found them. And all of them, every, all those men that came together all, ultimately were in the restaurant business or the bar business. And they all had children here, first generation. Some had to bring their children over, like my father. They put them to school and they all had their opportunities, but only here did they have that. He did get a job with the railroad, and it took him as a cook, and it took him all the way to, I think it was Wyoming and Montana, that area. He came back, and I think he had a grocery store for a while. And then he thought, a lot of restaurants are buying mustard from him in the gallons and small ones, and he says, 
why should I sell the mustard? And these guys are making all that money off of mustard. And so he said, I'm going to go into the restaurant business. And he started the Coney. Why he created the Coney Island, I don't know. But I know where the name came from. It came when he emigrated here. He went to Ellis Island. While he was here, he went to this place called Coney Island, an amusement park. And while he was there, he also had a what they call a sausage sandwich. It was a sausage on a bun and whatever condiments they put on it. That's where the name came from. So when he came to Jackson, opened up the Coney Island, he put down the chili, mustard, and the onions. How, I don't know. But the only thing I can conjecture is that he, perhaps when he was a cook on the railroad, uh, he learned to make chili their way. I don't know. But his particular formulation, I, that was his, and we still use the same thing today, 101 years later. It wasn't in the same building. It's up, where the parking lot is now, there was the Pusey Drugs Barbershop and the Jackson Coney Island. Now, back then, Jackson was a railroad community. At one time, we had 15,000 people working just for the railroads in Jackson. Jackson was a hub of activity, and it was a central from a railroad town. He had the restaurant, and you know, the railroad station was right across the street. All the engineers would come in through the back door. I think that caught on quick because the Donnelly Silk so conies, they sold chili con carne and bean soup, baked beans, and back then they sold beer and wine and uh, coffee. And another thing that they had was a big tobacco stand in a, behind the counter, chewing tobacco and uh, cigarettes and cigars. I can remember when I first started watching the engineers come in getting their soup. They had they'd carry their bucket, you know, and they had soup, coffee, or chili, and whatever else they wanted. My grandfather, uh, I remember a lot because we would go over to the house, his house. We would get together, have dinner at the house, naturally, and uh, I would, just a kid, and I just loved to sit on the, on the floor next to the couch and listen to him talk about where he came from. He could name 10 or 15 generations of grandfather, great-grandfather, great-great. I don't know how he knew, but he did. He, he would go back to maybe almost into the uh, 18th century. My grandfather, by that time in 1945, and his two partners, who were widows now, they sold the restaurant to Don and Andy Lazaroff. So, basically, that's how it started. My dad started out with a uh, family lunch in 1936, and in 1943, he, they were, uh, he, he and his partner were going to be drafted, and he, he said, well, wait, we have a restaurant. They said, we'll give you 60 days to sell it. They sold the restaurant in 60 days. They went to the draft board and said, we're ready. He said, oh, we've made changes. We're not taking guys your age anymore. You're too old. So he went to work for Walker Manufacturing, uh, building uh, tins to put shells inside. After the war, he bought a, a restaurant in Ann Arbor called the State Lunch, and he was there for 47, 48, into 49, and he didn't like it in Ann Arbor, wanted to come back. And he bought this place on the corner of Michigan Avenue and Summit. It was closed, it had been closed for two years, and we remodeled it, lived in the back, called the uh, Loomis Park Grill. I learned a lot from my dad, and uh, he, he was a wonderful person to work with and be a partner in my later years. Even though we were only partners for four years, then he retired. I learned so much from him. 
And then of course, I, he taught me all, all the cooking that I know. And then I went beyond that after that. It, it wasn't like, now listen here, it was, I, it was like osmosis, you know? I'm with him, oh, that's how you do that. So see that? And he would do, and he never said, this is the way you do it. It was like, watch me. And he never hammered me. If you got it, fine. If you didn't, that's okay. And he was very passionate about his family. It was important that we had dinner, especially Sunday if we could. And that's when you talk all of them. You know, you talk about it. And uh, it's it just, uh, I miss him. He retired, and then I took on a partner. And then uh, we talked, and he's, I says, would you mind if we call it Total He says, I love that. So we called it Totoroff's, not just Totoroff's restaurant. I, re I, I sold out to Norm Kirchis in 1968, January 1st, and uh, I opened up a place on Spring Arbor, called it Totoroff's Original Collier. But I was renting there in a small place, and I found the place on Ganson, bought that, remodeled it, and went there, and I was there for 32 years, still owned the building. Technology started to come in. Anything that I could use for technology to help me out of work. I bought a VCM, a vertical cutting machine. I used to have to chop onions by hand. Now every day I would chop 50 to 75 pounds of onion. That's, and it would take me close to an hour to chop like by hand. Well, I, I bought this machine. I could put 50 pounds of peeled onions in it, shut the lid, and I could mix it, turn it on, 20 seconds, all done. Anything that I could use that would make things easier. Now, I had started the Totoroff Foods in 1972. There was a fellow that worked with Consumers Power and he opened up this ice cream store and he came to me and he said, uh, I'd like to sell conies, I want to use your chili. I said, you want to use my chili? I said, I'm not in the you know, food processing business, I'm in the restaurant business. He said, well, I like this, I like your chili. We went back and, and I said, well, I'm not sure. Now, let me think about it. He laughed. And my wife came up and she said, what's wrong with you? She said, he wants to sell chili at Coney Island, sell it to him. All right, so I did. And by the end of that year of 72, I sold to 13 different soft serve places. And Kurt came in and he, uh, he more or less took over, you know, handle that. He started getting some distributors for us. We started to grow. And then he thought, well, maybe I'll open up a restaurant because nobody uses as much chili as you do, Dad. I said, that's true. My youngest son is an architect, and so he designed the building. And he built that building up there on Parnell. And we started it in 2001. And uh, everything went great, and the economy went solid. And he closed it. But we kept the Totoroff Foods. And we're in three states right now. Todoroffs, the Kristoffs, and the Bojaffs were all related through Richard's grandfather who originated the Oconee Islands and my grandmother, Kristoff, were brother and sister. My grandfather, Kristoff, uh, was also Richard Todoroff's grandfather's brother-in-law. So my grandfather and Richard's grandfather were partners at the original Jackson Coney Island. When I was a child, my father owned this place. And at the age of nine, instead of my being able to play baseball or whatever, 
he decided that I should come to work and pick up dishes. That's how the old timers were from the old country. You know, they didn't let us screw around. They wanted us to work, learn to work. But my dad, my dad was the type of guy that, uh, he really loved people in the trade. Because we were kind of all the same ethnic background, you know, and so he visited everybody. During the war, every restaurant had a meatless day. And it happened to be when they got to the Jackson Coney Island, their meatless day was Wednesdays, ours was Thursdays. So if you didn't have meat to sell, you're not gonna sell a hot dog, I don't think. You know, so we closed on Thursdays, and Thursdays my dad would take us to the movies, go for a little ride, and we'd go usually to the Coney Island, you know, for a bowl of bean soup or a bowl of chili or something and a couple of hot dogs because they had hot dogs on Thursdays, see? And, and uh, we would go to other restaurants that, that uh, the Macedonians and Bulgarians owned, you know, and that was just his thing. He just liked to visit. He was a, he was a real socialite, you know, he just loved visiting people. So I started out bussing dishes because as you can see how low that counter is, I, I fit pretty good, you know? And I'd bust dishes and take them back to the dishwasher and from there it just kind of progressed where uh, you started learn to make coffee, you learn to wait on customers, then you learn how to do a little bit of cooking, how to take cash, you know, because in a small business like this, you have to do everything. There's nothing you can't do. You cook, you clean, it's like uh, there is no idle time. There's always something to be done. I started uh, Tommy's Coney Island uh, in front of my house on Detroit Street in 89 I believe. If you went back 26 years ago the economy was pretty rough like about like the last few years we've had here and I was 50 years old at the time with probably not very good prospects of finding work so I thought well I know how to make hot dogs you know and for a few bucks I could buy a cart and uh, see what goes of it. It was a matter of necessity you know I had to I had to have something, you know. You gotta have socks and underwear, right? I decided to go in business for myself. It was the cheapest way. The growth process at my business was quite slow, actually. You know, it didn't, it didn't, I've seen some businesses open their doors and they're just gangbusters. You know, people just flock in. Mine was just the opposite. It took a long time because, number one, I'm on a side street, you know have no budget for advertising. You know, times are pretty tough, you know, so it's strictly word of mouth, you know. Uh, like E.F. Hutton said, one customer at a time, you know, so that's how it was. After a while, it just sort of mushroomed and then it got good, you know, and then Tommy's is Tommy's today, you know. And I'm real proud of it, you know, I'm real happy with it. Every day is a good day. There, There isn't one that's better than the other. They're all about the same because we're pretty consistent all the time. You know, we just don't guess on the, on the ingredients. You know, we measure it all. Uh, it's, it's pretty precise all the time. And that's what we strive for, is that same consistency that you can come in today and tomorrow and the next day and get the same thing. You know, there's not gonna be a big variation there, you know. Never, never take your eye off the ball. In my business, you know, like I've taken just the basic bun and weenie. You know, and you can do a thousand things with that. There is no such thing as the, a, a one typical hot dog. You know, they're regional. You know, Coney's are regional in this area. But then you can add different flavors to them. Like we have like uh, eight different types of hot dogs, you know, rather than depending on one. Because uh, tastes 
change. I mean, I've lived in Jackson all my life, you know, and I remember when pizza parlors first moved into Jackson, you know, people were like, what's a pizza? You know, if you went to New York City, everybody knew what a pizza was, or Chicago, but in Jackson, nobody knew, you know? And now look at all the different kinds of restaurants you have, you know, Chinese, Mexican, we've got a lot of ethnic foods, which are good, you know? So I try to do in my business is take like, if you got Mexican restaurants, we'll have a Mexican hot dog, you know, why not? You know, you play on that same thing, you know? I, I mean, if that's popular, well, hey, maybe I can apply that to a hot dog also, that same thing, you know? Or a sweet and sour, like for Chinese or something, you know, there's, there's different things you can do and still maintain a bun and a weenie. So you gotta kinda keep up with it a little bit, you know? Like say, adapt, you know? If you don't, you'll fall by the wayside. In spite of the fact that I've been there 26 years and people think that, you know, I'm really famous, you know, whatever. I have people come in and after 26 years and they say, we just heard about you. And I go, oh, news travels fast in a small town, right? It only took 26 years to get you down here. But those people that, that are my customers, God bless them, they're loyal. You know, I just love them. I've got the best customers in the world, I tell them. The best in the world come to Tommy's. Well, I like these conies here because I grew up with them. I grew up three blocks from here. And this is where we would come, you know, after a ball game or whatever it may be, we get to uh, get Coney Islands. What I truly like about them is I like the uh, sauce and the onions. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the onions, the way they're chopped and put on the Coney Island. I got started in the restaurant business uh, after I retired as a school teacher for 31 years. A friend of mine, Craig Kristoff, uh, owned it and he had uh, had enough, so I offered to buy it from him. When I purchased uh, the Virginia Coney Island, I bought the recipe that was here, the, what they say is the original recipe, and I bought that from Craig with the business. And that's how we you know, started making the hot dogs. At first, I was a little bit reluctant because I had never done it before in my life. So then I guess it was just a matter of getting up there, you're getting exposed to it, and then go ahead and try to make them. And that's, that's how I got it. We have a standard order of 4,000 hot dogs a week. So if you want to do that, we, we go with the standard order. We have about 16,000 a month that we uh, sell. There's always a rivalry going on to see how many this one will sell, or how many that would sell, who had the original recipe, and uh, you know, because you hear different stories and different tales of that kind of stuff. But yes, I think there's a little rivalry going on. But as I say, when the Jackson Coney Island was open, and we're open, if they need, needed something, we would give them something. If we need something, they'd loan us something. So, but we still had that little, you know, who makes the best cone. If you go to Detroit for the controversy of who is better or who started or whatever it may be, I would say that as far as I'm concerned, the Coney Island originated here. We sell a true Coney Island of the beef heart and the mustard and the onions. If you go to Detroit, they sell what we call a, a snap dog. That's our terminology for it. And a chili dog because if you can't eat them uh, with your hands, you got to use forks, what is it? We call a Coney Island, pick it up and you eat it. 
Uh, we had customers that came from surrounding, from Lansing, all over. It, we had a lot of that. It, it just made, so it feels like you're accomplishing something. Making, you're, you're satisfying the palate of a person.